We've all had these thoughts. One, I have very important goals that I really want to reach. And there are certain tasks and responsibilities I just have no desire to take on sometimes. So what are we supposed to do about that? Well, stay tuned and we'll talk about it. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. Unfortunately, we're all human. We can't get around it. And because of that, there are just some truths that we have to come to grips with. One of those is we would rather distract ourselves with something new and fun and exciting and different than deal with a known discomfort. So the saying, you know, squirrel, that's kind of what that is uh, sometimes. Um if given the choice between do we want to take on diet and exercise to lose weight, you know, I've talked about this a hundred times, or buy a pill or a shake that just makes all of our problems go away, well, for most of us, the choice is pretty simple. We would much rather take the pill or the shake than commit to going to the gym every day and not eating dessert. Even if we don't get the results we want, we still will reward ourselves for making the attempt. We kind of justify that in our own heads. Two... Whenever we are on a journey to achieving our goals, the easy stuff, or I'm sorry, wherever we are on the journey to achieving our goals, the easy stuff relative to our experience, skills, and abilities, and accomplishments are already done. The easy stuff's already done. It's extremely unlikely we have left a few easy things to do after tackling all the harder stuff. So this idea that we're going to have easy things to work on now compared to what we had before is kind of silly. We take on things easier generally, so the, th- the easy stuff's gone. We've taken care of that stuff for the most part. Three, change happens when the discomfort of staying the same is greater than the discomfort of changing. In other words, we're in a constant state of avoiding discomfort. If it's easier to stay the way we are, we generally do. If it's easier to make a change, we generally do that. And the fourth thing is, what got me here is not going to get me there. Whatever my goal is, the skills and abilities and talents I've developed to get to where I'm at now relative to that goal are not generally the same skills and abilities and talents I'll need to reach the goal. But whenever um, given a choice, generally, we tend to take the easy road whenever possible. Now, does this apply universally? Of course not. Some people have a passion for you know, fitness, for example. I use that example pretty often, uh, diet and exercise and fitness. And some people embrace the discomfort of getting up and going to the gym in the morning at 4 a.m. And there's some people, maybe the same ones, who would not have two desserts in a single week for all the money in the world. Other people are so dedicated to achieving their goals, they're willing to work 80 hours a week to hit those goals, whether they're monetary or they're building their business or they're, you know, trying to hit other goals. Um, Maybe they've even put off having a family for a few years to hit those goals, even though they might want children more than anything else in the world. 
Other folks are adamant about learning and reading. And some folks I know have committed to and succeeded at reading at least one book a week for several years. And any of those people who are willing to put the work in to achieve some goals are still susceptible to avoiding things like getting comfortable with and taking ownership of the P&L or having that difficult conversation with an employee or, or a business partner or digging into really solving the hiring problem. It's a lot easier to say, well, nobody's looking for work right now than it is to really dig in and figure out why you can't hire, but Amazon can. Uh, it's also, you know, we're susceptible to avoiding things like identifying exactly what we want our company to look like in 10 years. So all of our decisions are a lot easier, but that's a hard thing to do. So we avoid it. We avoid educating and training our teams so our employees can make better choices and better decisions, which ultimately will make our lives a lot easier in the long run. But the short-term uh, pain or discomfort or perceived discomfort is too much and we put it off. So we just have to acknowledge that we're human and these things are going to happen. It doesn't make us bad people. We're largely successful people for the most part. Uh, people who are listening to this podcast are probably business owners. You probably have a reasonable amount of success behind it, if not a lot of success. Let's make you a bad person. We just have to know that these things are going to happen and our tendencies are to behave this way. So we have to kind of get in front of that. We have to have a plan or you know a strategy to, to work around that stuff so we don't just become uh, comfortable doing whatever's easiest in the moment because whatever's easiest in the moment is not likely to get us towards our goal. It's likely to ease any discomfort we might feel. So here's some questions I would recommend we ask ourselves to get out in front of this kind of thing, this, this reluctance to take on things that are scary or hard or challenging or unknown. And they're really the same questions I recommend asking at the beginning of any undertaking. The first one is, what do we want this to look like? Or what does success look like? The second one is, why do we want to be successful at this? Why does this matter? And the third one is, how are we going to achieve our goal? Like our goal is success is whatever you define it as. How are we going to achieve that, that goal? So in situations like this, I think it's helpful to start with the why. Um, you've probably heard the book, Start With Why. I think it's called Start With Why or Begin With Why. Or Anyhow, I agree with that philosophy. I think the why matters first and foremost in this stuff. So why does it matter if I'm successful taking on uncomfortable responsibilities and working through unpleasant tasks? Well, I can't think of a single instance where somebody mastered a skill by avoiding the hard parts. Imagine going to a karate dojo or a jujitsu dojo and, and saying, I definitely want to be a black belt, but I'm just not that into practicing kicks. I'm okay with punching, but kicks, meh, it's not really my thing. That sounds silly, right? Or imagine going to college to become a history teacher and telling the professor at college, you don't actually want to learn history yourself. You just want to know how to teach other high school kids how to do it. Well, that sounds ludicrous, doesn't it? But that's kind of what we do. I want to be a successful business owner, but I'm not really that into learning how to make sure I'm profitable. My bookkeeper takes care of the P&L. Or I want to build a company with 25 employees, but I'm not super into being the one who has to deliver bad news to them. I'll hire somebody else to do that. Or the opposite. I want to build that same company with 25 employees, but I don't really want to invest the time and energy to figure out what's in it for my employees to work here or to follow my directions. They should just do it because I said so. Or I know we have to have processes and procedures in place, but I'd rather skip that and just be frustrated when things don't go well. Now, those all sound kind of silly, but that's kind of what we do. So to reach our goals, we're going to have to master running every critical aspect of a business well enough to teach somebody else to do it. We can delegate tasks, absolutely. You don't have to be the one to do the social media posts. You don't have to be the one to fix the broken equipment or you know change a tire in the 
company truck or whatever it is. But you can't, you cannot delegate critical responsibilities like creating the culture you want, taking fiscal responsibility for your company, being the ultimate leader of the organization. Ultimately, the why is likely to come down to asking some version of, of these kinds of questions. Do I want to grow or do I want to be comfortable? And if I want to grow, which I would imagine most of, most of us would say yes, I'd rather, rather grow than be comfortable. The next question is, as we've discussed over the last couple of weeks, why do I want to grow? And that answer will you know, depend on what, what drives you. Why would I want to take on all this risk and responsibility to be mo- mediocre? I wouldn't, right? So in, in, you know, along those same lines, if I'm not willing to take on a, unpleasant tasks to reach my goals, why would my employees take on unpleasant tasks to reach their goals or the company's goals? And the last one, you know, a, a version of this, you, you'll have your own, but uh, another one is, you know, how far can a company get with a group of people who are reluctant to take on challenging tasks? So if I want people to do that, then I have to do it myself. So that's kind of the, um, the why version, I would, the path I would go down and the why is, is asking these questions like, why do I want this to happen? Why do I want to be good at this? What's the penalty if I'm not good at this? What's the penalty if I continue to defer to it and, and take care of my need to be comfortable versus my need to grow? So now we've got the why kind of addressed. Uh, let's talk about the first question. What do I want this to look like? When I'm faced with the dilemma of staying comfortable or taking on something that's challenging or uncomfortable or unknown or scary, like a PL, that's one for many people. Uh, dealing with challenging employees is another one for many people. Creating processes and procedures is one for some people. Um, when I'm when I'm faced with the dilemma of staying comfortable or taking on one of these things that's challenging or scary to me, but will help me grow to be the business owner I need to be become in order to reach my goals, what do I want my response to look like? How do I want to handle that? What would make me happy about how I handled it the next day or the next week or the next month? We kind of have to uh, develop some criteria for choosing what to focus on. I would recommend we focus on, as all of you would sitting here, that makes perfect sense. What is going to provide the best results? What's going to help us make progress towards our goal the quickest and most efficient? Not questions like, what's the easiest thing I can work on right now? Now, of course, sitting in your car right now or wherever you're listening, this all makes perfect sense. But I don't mean this in a hypothetical way. I mean really defining, asking ourselves, exactly what do I expect of myself in those situations? You know, how much time is acceptable for me to avoid doing something unpleasant? I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the, on the, on the um, what you want this to look like and what, how you would define success because it's going to be different for all of us. Uh, we all have different different methodologies for, you know, or, or drivers on, on how we want things to go, what we want things to look at. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but this is absolutely a critical piece, just as critical as the other two. So now let's get into the how. Of course, this also is going to be different for everyone. But this one I can, you know, there's examples I can give of, of things I've seen people do successfully. I've seen people say they're going to devote X number of hours per week on, on, on focusing on things that are just, just make them uncomfortable. Like they just say, I'm going to spend four hours a week on things that I don't like or things that make me uncomfortable or things that are unpleasant. Um, some folks have a, a, a practice of just taking a moment, whether it's a cup of coffee or, you know, in the old days, people would go have a cigarette, whatever it was, um, you know, taking a, a, a walk to the break room or walking into your dispatch department or whatever, whatever you know, uh, whatever your routine is, but just taking a moment, like reminding ourselves, if we don't do it now, we're only delaying the inevitable. If I don't do it today, I have to do it tomorrow or next week or next month. I might as well just do it now and be done with it. 
Uh, some folks uh, take on a difficult task that, that has some flexibility as far as like when it can be done. Like, the, you know, um, you can read your PL on Monday or Friday. It doesn't really matter. You can, you know, work on procedures and processes on Tuesday or Thursday. It doesn't really matter in, in those cases. Uh, some folks um, with those things that have flexible, you know, completion dates or whatever or, or due dates, they'll do it on like a Monday or Tuesday. So it's out of the week, out of the way early in the week. They don't have to worry about it for, you know, the rest of the week. Um, some people will pick a day in advance where they just don't allow themselves to to delay something just because it's uncomfortable. They might say, okay, you know, for um, every Monday or, or you know, tomorrow or, you know, on the 10th or whatever it is. But some people have just picked a day and they're like, I, I'm not going to allow myself to delay things or put things off because they're uncomfortable. I'm not going to allow myself to avoid those things. And one of the things I think is the most um, beneficial and one of the hardest, there's no doubt, is developing and following a routine of what you're going to do when you're put in these kinds of situations. What is going to get you to stop in that moment and assess, am I really just taking the easy path here because it's easier or do I have a legit reason to not do this? So and those are just uh, suggestions, obviously. It doesn't matter which modality you commit to or which one's plural. You could do more than one, of course. All that matters is we find one that works for us. And the other thing is, if, of course, we have to give ourselves grace. Uh, grace is a word I wish we would um, re, I guess I, the new saying is like, let's normalize this or normalize that. I just wish we would reacquaint ourselves with the word grace. We are not robots. We're going to need a breath once in a while. Uh, we're going to have legitimate reasons why something that doesn't make sense to take on or a challenging thing is just too much right now. We have to give ourselves grace and hold ourselves accountable. So the question is, what do we want that balance to look like? What will tell us afterwards this was a success? You know, um, yeah, I think that I think that that's really critical that we just kind of define in advance what we want that balance to look like when we're holding ourselves accountable to consistently perform and giving ourselves a break when we've just reached our limit. There are certain times where if you try to take things on, you're just going to be spinning your wheels because you just you don't have it. You don't have the energy. You don't have the the brain power. You don't have the emotional stability. Whatever it is, things happen. You know that running a business is hard. So again, I think it's just important to deal with this stuff in advance. If we don't, we know that especially in the moment, we're often going to default to just taking the easy path or delaying something or avoiding it altogether, unless we have a very compelling reason to do otherwise. Again, we'll do th- we're, we're going to take the, the easier of two paths. If it's, if it's less uncomfortable to do it, then we'll do it. If it's less uncomfortable to, um, um, you know, avoid it, then we'll do that. So. I think we've got to also ask things like, what does it look like or feel like when I'm avoiding something I don't want to do legitimately versus what it looks like and feels like when I'm, when I'm avoiding something I don't want to do and I, it's not a legit thing. I just don't want to do it right now. Uh, what are the things I tell myself when I'm not being honest about avoiding something like, you know, I don't have time is, is by far the most common one. Um, we don't want to do something. We just say we don't have time. And who's going to question us? Nobody else. I mean, you own the company. <laughs> Say whatever you want. Nobody's going to question you on that. But if we don't identify these behaviors up front, we lose a critical tool to hold ourselves accountable. So another question I would ask you is, what are the known ways you've successfully held yourself accountable to do things you know you don't want to do? Many people like to have an accountability partner. Um, many people say things like, if it's on my calendar, I just do it. So I just put things on the calendar. Other people say, I, you know, I'm going to give myself a reward when I, I take on something that's really unpleasant. If I'm going to spend two hours reading my P&L, 
I'm going to do it on Friday at 2 o'clock so I can leave at 4 o'clock and go have a drink or whatever it is. You know what works for you. It's just a matter of committing to solving the problem in advance because if we're deliberate about growth, we'll be successful in it. If we rely on magically feeling up to the task in that moment, we're just much more likely to fail. So the first thing I would just recommend, again, is remember the truths that we must come to grips with. We are human. We would rather distract ourselves with something new and shiny and fun and exciting than deal with a known discomfort. That's just the the way it is. Um, Second thing is, whenever we're on our journey to achieving our goals, the easy stuff relative to our experience, skills and abilities, and accomplishments is already done. It's extremely unlikely we've left easy things to do and we took on the harder stuff first. That's very unlikely. Three, change happens when the discomfort of staying the same is greater than the discomfort of changing. We're in a constant state of avoiding discomfort, especially if we're just kind of running on autopilot. If we're just like subconsciously making decisions, we're absolutely more likely to to make decisions based upon avoiding discomfort. And the fourth thing is, we have to remember this all the time, what got us here is absolutely not going to get us there. Unless unless you're trying to build a 50-person company and you're on employee 48, uh, you might be in that boat. But if you're trying to build a 40-person company or 50-person company or 12-person company and you got four employees, what got you to four employees will not get you to 40 employees. Uh, we also have to remember that even though um, we have goals we adamantly stick to, like again, the fitness stuff or, or you know, the diet stuff or education, whatever, you know, pe- we all have things that we are adamant we do not deviate from. We're still also simultaneously susceptible to avoiding other things we don't like. Again, the PL is a great example. Like, tons of business owners do not like dealing with the numbers. It's complicated, it feels like, and um, it's just, it's too daunting. They just avoid it. I got a bookkeeper that does it. Or, you know, uh, business owners that will just not have those difficult conversations with an employee or a partner that they just, they just need to. Or digging into solving problems, like hiring, again, is a good example, or, or identifying what you want your company to look like in 10 years. I mean, just your life is so much easier once you figure that out, but it's one of those things we just put off. So to get out in front of this predictable pattern, I recommend asking the same questions I'd recommend asking just about the beginning of just about any undertaking, which is what does success look like or what do we want this to look like? What tells us we're being successful at this? Whatever version of that you want. Why do we want to be successful at this? And how are we going to do it? I think it's helpful to start with the why. Again, uh, though I think the why, you know, addressing the why first kind of puts everything else into context. Um, why does it matter if I'm successful taking on unpleasant responsibilities or working through unpleasant tasks. Well, again, I can't think of a single instance where somebody's mastered a skill by avoiding the hard parts. Again, the karate and jiu-jitsu, you would not say I want to be a black belt, but I'm not going to practice kicks. I'm only going to practice punching. That doesn't make any sense. You couldn't be, you couldn't, um, you would look like a lunatic if you went to, to college to be a history teacher and you told the professor you didn't actually want to learn history yourself. You just want to teach everybody else how to do it. It stuff sounds crazy, but that's kind of what we do. Um, to reach our goals, we're going to have to master running all the critical aspects of the business well enough to teach somebody else how to do it. We can delegate the task, but we cannot delegate the critical responsibilities like culture, fiscal responsibility, leadership role, and all the things that go along with that. Um, you know, the first question is, what do we want this to look like? Um, when I'm faced with the dilemma of staying comfortable or taking on something that's challenging, but will help me grow into the business owner I need to be to reach my goals. 
What do I want my response to look like? How do I want to handle that? What would make me happy about how I handled it the next day, the next week, the next month, whatever? Uh, how much time is acceptable for me to avoid doing something unpleasant? And then, of course, we get into the how. Um, again, that matters way less what modality you commit to versus finding one that really does work for you and you'll you'll commit to and stick to. Uh, and, of course, we just have to give ourselves grace. We have to have balance. We're going to have legitimate reasons why it doesn't make sense to take on a challenging task here and there. So we got to define up front. What do we want that balance to look like? What's going to tell us we're, we're being successful at this and giving ourselves grace and holding ourselves accountable? Um, it's important to deal with that stuff in advance because if we don't, especially in the moment, we're often going to default to just taking the easy path. And a lot of times we're doing that on autopilot. We're just subconsciously just getting through it. We don't even consciously take the time to think about it until hours, days, weeks, or months later. So if we don't put deliberate uh, energy into figuring this out in advance, we're way more likely to put things off until later or, you know, just avoid them completely until we have a very compelling reason to do so. So, for instance, if you avoid reading your P&L for weeks and weeks and months and months, the compelling reason to do so is because you won't have enough money in your checking account. That would not be a good time to do that. Or if you avoid having that unpleasant conversation with your employee, the compelling reason to finally do it might be because three of your other employees tell you they're going to walk. They're going to they're quit. They can't handle it anymore. Um, those are not the, the ways to, those are not the situations for us to wait for to, to act. We should do this stuff before that. Again, that all makes perfect sense sitting here. It's easy for me to say and easy for you to, you know, where you're, wherever you're at, nodding your head. Of course, this all makes sense perfectly. The hard part is committing to figuring it out in advance, putting a plan in place. Um, again, we've got to ask questions like, what does it look like or feel like when I'm avoiding something I don't want to do? What are the things I tell myself when I'm not being honest about avoiding things I don't want to do? Like I don't have time. Uh, because we definitely, if we don't identify those behaviors up front, we we lose a critical tool to hold ourselves accountable. If we if we rely on having the the right motivation in the moment, we're just going to let ourselves down. So, what are the known ways we've successfully held ourselves accountable to do things we don't want to do? That's another thing we would um, I would suggest asking again, people, calendar, accountability partners, whatever it is that works for you. That's all. Whatever the, the method, it doesn't matter. It matters that we put the forethought and deliberate intention into not letting ourselves just kind of bumble our way through these situations. We are going to make better choices if we have a plan up front. There's no question. So um, that's it for this week. Um, just want to remind you, I, it's been a little while since I've gotten some questions. Don't be afraid. Uh, please shoot me some questions you'd like me to answer on my Facebook business page, um, facebook.com slash service industry success, or just get on Facebook and search for service industry success. Shoot me a DM on there. Ask me any question you want. Um, we've gotten some new reviews and ratings lately. That's been awesome. Thank you very much for the folks who've taken the time to do that. Um, if you haven't done that yet, please do so. That would be really uh, helpful for us. That's how you grow podcasts. You get ratings, reviews, and all that good stuff. Also, if you know a person uh, or a colleague who's a business owner in the service industry, like contractors and auto repair shops and carpet cleaning companies and other home service providing companies or CPA firms and all that kind of stuff, uh, please just, you know, text this to them or email it to them. Uh, the, the link for this is pretty easy to find, if, you know. Um, anyhow, thanks a lot for all the folks who have done that so far. And if you haven't had a chance, I'd sure appreciate it if you did it now. Uh, and that's it for this week. And I'll talk to you all next week.